0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. How do you turn the negative ways that you see your partner or the negative ways that your partner sees you into something positive? That's what we're going to focus on in today's episode. But first, I'd like to just remind you that Relationship Alive is my offering to you to help you have the best, most successful, thriving, passionate relationship that you possibly can. And of course, to help you get through the hard times. If you're finding the show to be having an impact in your life, please consider a donation to help ensure that we can continue. Every little bit counts and you can choose an amount that feels right to you. Just visit neilsatin.com support or text the word SUPPORT to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. And this week, I would like to thank Ruthana, Tanya, Patty, Stephen, Marie, Timothy, and Karina. Thank you all so much for your generous support of Relationship Alive. As always, we are going to be covering a topic today that requires you to have good communication skills with your partner and i've put together a guide with my top three relationship communication secrets these are the kinds of things that go a little bit against conventional wisdom in terms of how you might learn to communicate effectively but these are the kind of things that help you stay connected even if you're talking about something really challenging So to download my free guide, all you have to do is visit neilsatin.com slash relate, or you can text the word relate to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. I hope you caught last week's episode with Sue Johnson. It was a quickie. We uh, just dove right into a question about how to handle being mismatched with your partner, like if you're really emotional and they're not emotional or vice versa, how to handle that in a way that actually brings you closer together instead of what typically happens in that situation, which is you get driven further and further apart or feeling like you're not compatible. So definitely make sure you check out last week's episode. And as always, we are there for you to create a, sp- a safe space to talk about relationship in the Relationship Alive community on Facebook. Just search for Relationship Alive community, click join the group, and we will let you in, assuming you have good things to say, right? <laughs> okay. And uh, this today's episode is coming about because I'm deep in preparation mode for my live show, Relationship Alive Live, which is happening with Terry Reel this Thursday here in Portland, Maine. If you're in the area and it's not too late, you are still welcome to get tickets. There are a few available. Just visit neilsatin.com slash tickets. And uh, you can get all the lowdown and buy tickets for the show. And I hope to see you there. It's going to be a really good time. And so this work around how to turn the negative into something positive is based on uh, something that Terry Real wrote about in The New Rules of Marriage. And this is something that I've found particularly helpful, not only in my own life, but also in the work that I do with clients. So I'm really excited to share it with you. I'm gonna talk a little bit about how it works and uh, what it, you know, how to, how to do it and, uh, and then how to put it into practice in your life. So that is what is on the docket for today. So very often we have two competing pictures of our partner operating at any given time. We can see our partner at their best the ways that we've we were attracted to them when we first met them or the ways that we've nurtured an attraction for them over the course of our relationship getting to know them seeing them at their best throughout your day-to-day life together so you see those magical moments when you're reminded of the reasons why you chose to be with this person and it could be that it could be something simple it could be something big and usually it's an interweaving of all of these elements that keep you in, that keep you drawn to that person. And so when things start to get a little rocky, we have that image as a as a beacon that pulls us uh, continually toward that person and helps us stay focused on staying in, staying committed, holding them in the light of who you really believe them to be capable of. Now, of course, this can sometimes get us into trouble, right? Because if you hold the positive image so strongly that you ignore negative things that are happening that are actually detrimental to your relationship or detrimental to you personally, then that can be a big problem. And whether or not we're in a situation like that, we've, you've probably actually encountered people where they hold on for dear life to this uh, positive image they have of their partner or what they're potentially capable of, kind of ignoring all these ways that they're being negatively impacted in their own lives. And you might approach someone like that and be like, what are you doing? You know, like there's, there's so much better f- that's possible for you. Um, and yet that person is fiercely attached to what they see as the positive that they've experienced with their partner or the positive potential that their partner holds to the exclusion of everything else. So it's good to have a positive vision of your partner and of your relationship together because it does give you something to aspire to and to keep uh, keep you going like a compass in terms of knowing the direction that you're headed. And at the same time, you don't want to be blinded by that and ignore things that actually need to be addressed. Now on the flip side, we also harbor a negative image of our partner. And this negative image is like the combination of all the things that they do that drive you crazy, or that are truly negative, or that, um, and, and when I say truly negative, I mean things that are toxic to your relationship that they do, or things about them that you're not sure you could live with for the rest of your life. And all of those things get heaped in To this competing caricature like on the one hand you have the positive caricature which is all the glamorous and glory glory um, glorious there we go all the glamorous and glorious things about your partner you know with their shining smile and their um, you know chiseled or model-esque looks etc that's one caricature and then on the other side you have a competing caricature which is just the misery that they're capable of or capable of putting you through. And, uh, Terry Reel, who's going to be my guest, uh, for Relationship Alive live tomorrow night, he calls this the core negative image that you have of your partner. And typically this image comes out when things start to go a little bit south. And we've already talked a lot on the show about how when you are dysregulated or triggered that it's you go into fight or flight mode. You are seeing the world through your negative bias. Everything appears dangerous to you and the things that are a little dangerous get amplified and can become super dangerous. And that's where your core negative image of your partner comes in because you aren't necessarily seeing them accurately it may be true that they've done one or more of those things and maybe they've done them all at once at one point or another in your time together but usually they're not all of those things at once however when the negative way of seeing them gets triggered in you those all come into focus and you can operate with them as if they are them at their worst. And so you can imagine that other caricature where, you know, they look horrible and they're just broadcasting toxicity and annoyance and like all the things that really make it hard to be in relationship with that person. And these images compete with each other. And make it challenging in uh, hard times, usually in the hard times, when you're in a good time the the negative image it can haunt you, right? It can haunt you in terms of fear that that's something you're going to go back to, or that the good times won't last. But usually when you're in the good times you're you're drawn by the the um You're in the chariot and being pulled by that core positive image that you have of your partner. But when things start to go a little south or a lot south, then the core negative image looms large like a big black hole kind of sucking you in and drawing you towards this sense of your partner at their worst. And when you're relating to them that way, there's almost no way for that to go well. Now, one of the challenging things is not only that you hold these competing images of your partner, but also they are holding these images of you. They also see you at your best and at your worst. And when things aren't going so well, and you, of course, want them to see you in the best light possible, because, of course, you have the best intentions all the time, right? Even when you kind of mess up or you do something that's a little bit counterproductive or counterintuitive in terms of the overall health of your relationship and your connection, even in those moments, you're doing your best, aren't you? I mean, I sure am. And yet in those moments when we need the compassion or understanding or forgiveness of our partner, it's more likely that our partner is gonna be seeing us at our worst. And not only assuming that we didn't have the best intentions, but maybe even assuming that we had the worst intentions. And that is going to be flavoring the way that they interact with you. So you can see that even though we both have these things and it's, it's not realistic to think that you're gonna just get rid of those things. Uh, At the same time, both the overwhelmingly positive and the overwhelmingly negative have their downsides. They keep you out of the ever-present reality that's happening between the two of you. So I want to spend a little time on helping you learn how to make use of the, the core negative image that you have of your partner and that they have of you. And this is such valuable work. Terry and I actually spoke about it when we had our first episode together, um, which was, I think, episode four of the podcast. that's way back in the beginning. He was one of the first people that I spoke to, which is one of the reasons why I'm so excited to have him on stage with me uh, for Relationship Alive Live, because uh, our conversation was one of the formative conversations in terms of taking the podcast in the direction that it's gone. So it's pretty cool. And this work is so powerful. Now, some of the things that I'm going to share with you, uh, as Terry warns in his book, The New Rules of Marriage, you may not want to do with your partner if they're not on board with doing relationship work with you. So, and, and I'll let you know as we go, like, okay, these are the things that you can do. And if your partner's on board, well, you might try these things too. So those are important distinctions to make. But the next important part of our journey is now that we've acknowledged that we have a core positive image of our partner and a core negative image, what do we do to make use of that information? But first I need to tell you about this week's sponsor. Their name is Sweet Hop, and what they offer is pretty cool. At venues and arenas around the country, games and concerts happen, and sadly, often the luxury suites and VIP boxes sit empty or half full because the people who own them aren't there, and they're not made readily available and accessible to people like you and me uh, compared to general admission seating. So if you've ever wondered what it might be like to take in a concert or a game from one of those luxury boxes, that's where Sweet Hop comes in because they allow the owners of those luxury boxes to sell tickets directly to you so that you can have that experience. The luxury suites and VIP box seats are typically available in groups of two to eight seats, which makes them perfect for a date night or a group of friends and they usually include access to luxury clubs exclusive bathrooms which can be really key at a big event like that and vip entrance to the venue these are also great seats for a show and along with having plenty of space and no random sweaty drunk people landing on top of you although i mean the ones known to you might land on top of you still um, there are also usually fabulous food and beverage options that can help turn a regular event into a luxury experience. On the Sweet Hop website, it's super easy to browse the list of events or games in your area or to simply pull up a venue and see everything that's available. So if you're looking for an extra special date night option that your partner definitely won't forget, check out Sweet Hop. Visit www.sweethop.com slash date night to find an amphitheater or show near you. That's s-u-i-t-e hop.com slash date night. And thanks again, Sweet Hop, for sponsoring this episode of Relationship Alive. Okay, so let's get back into how to make use of your core negative image of your partner and their core negative image of you. So the first thing that you have to do is you have to actually make it explicit. And for this, I recommend that you actually write it down. So sit down and in a paragraph or two, write down exactly what your core negative image is of your partner. What is them at their worst? And I invite you to leave no stone unturned here. I mean, then again, you don't want to go on for pages. So you want to condense it into like, if if you were casting a role in a feature film, what is the the character that your partner plays? So this isn't meant to be a laundry list of all the things they've ever done to wrong you. It's more like the characteristics. So... When my partner is at their worst, they are uh, super critical of me, or they're always late and unreliable, or they're loud and 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 uncaring and like a bull in a china shop or they're um really messy and dramatic and problem focused, or I'm just giving you some examples, right? So you don't have to go into the specifics of how they've wronged you. And and in fact, I think that would be detrimental. You just wanna pull out all the little characteristics. Now, some of those specifics might come up and they might point you to the characteristics because generally all of those things that have happened will fall into a few buckets and and not probably too many more than a few. So the step 1 is to take time and write your negative image of your partner, of their negative characteristics. The second step is for you to write down what you imagine your partner's core negative image is of you. And if you think back to some of their major complaints about you or some of the big fights that you've had and what they've said to you or about you, then you probably have a pretty good idea of how you would show up in their eyes. So again, take time and write that all down so that you can get a really clear sense not only of what you're working with with your partner, but where they end up with, with you, okay? So once you've done that, the next step is to look at it and acknowledge what is true about it. So some things about what's up with your partner um, actually are true about them when they're at their worst. Now, if, if you're in a, re- a relatively good state, you'll see the absurdity of the whole picture being painted of like the evil uh, potential that your partner holds. But if you look at it, you can, you can acknowledge like, okay, here are some things that my partner actually has done at times that fit in to this image that I have of them now perhaps even more importantly than acknowledging what's true in your <laughs> core negative image of your partner is acknowledging what's true in their core negative image of you so what is true about it and this might be challenging for you because it's going to require you to see some of the ways that you're not perfect the some of the ways that you show up in a less than ideal way, at least when it comes to trying to have an amazing relationship, or at least in the ways that you and your partner bump up against each other. Because again, even with the best intentions, sometimes there are these ways that we just don't quite mesh. And if you haven't figured that out, then it could truly be something that that eats away at the fabric of your relationship. So what is true about how your partner is most likely seeing you? Now, if you're in a good space with your partner and you have really good communication, like you've downloaded my communication guide and very soon my communication course is gonna be ready, which will have extra stuff to help you be able to talk about things like this, if you're able, then you can sit and share these things with your partner. Now, you want to do it at a time that feels really good, and where you you don't want to spring it on each other. And if it's possible, you want to maintain a spirit of playfulness about it. So you set the stage by saying, like this, like I recognize this is a caricature that this isn't really you. But when things are going bad or a little bit off the rails, this is how I see you. And this is how I think you see me. And in fact, that could be a good way to lead is, this is how I think you see me, is that true? Now, if you're doing this with your partner, then they also have already written all this down. So you get to compare notes about uh, what you've seen, that's accurate in terms of like the the core negative image that you think your partner has of you and the core negative image that you have of your partner. You can see where your ideas line up and you can see where maybe you had some blind spots about uh, the ways that they saw you, or they can see their blind spots about the ways that you see them. Now, if you start to feel this conversation going off the rails, I suggest that you take a break and You might want to even decide ahead of time that if things start to get a little dicey or feel like they're getting harsh or you're getting harsh with each other, that you take a time out and that you have another strategy of something that you're going to do. I would suggest getting outside, taking a walk together, doing something different and recognizing that just talking about the negative ways that you see each other that can be in itself really triggering. So it would be normal for that to be a challenging conversation. And that's why it's important if you're gonna have that conversation with your partner that you do it in a context that's safe and as playful as possible. Now you might also take some time, we're we're talking about how to see the, the positive in the negative, but you might also wanna take some time to share your positive image with your partner and tell them all the ways that you think that they're glorious or that you've seen them be amazing and all the things that you savor and appreciate about them. That could be another thing to keep on reserve to help you with this conversation. But we're ideally getting really strategic here about the negative because there is useful information in there for you. As you've seen, there are some truths to the negative ways that your partner sees you. And it's the ways in which it's true that you actually have the most power to create positive change in your relationship. And that's another thing that's really helpful in this conversation if you're having it, is to acknowledge together what's true. So when your partner is shared with you what they see as your you at your worst then it can be really helpful to say, yeah, wow, well, I see. I can see how you would see me that way. Um, I know there are things that I've done at various times throughout the history of us being together that have played right in to that negative way of seeing me. And that can bring a lot of safety to the conversation for your partner to hear you acknowledging what's valid about what they've said. Now we're doing, again, this dance around something that's really challenging. So I'm going to give you both that warning and that reassurance that if if you're finding this conversation to be difficult, it it can be difficult. It doesn't have to be difficult, but it certainly can be. And And if it is, that would be normal. But acknowledging the truth can take some of the sting out of it and can help connect you to your partner so that they don't feel crazy because when we look at the negative caricature that we hold of our partners there's an element of us that can actually feel a little insane like how is this possible how did I end up with this person and so being able to say you know there are some things about this that I see that are true and and I just want to acknowledge it and have it be all in the light again, that's really grounding and centering and, and actually helps bring you back to solid ground. Okay? So what, what can come next? One of the most important things that you can do next is to, with your partner or by yourself, if you're not doing this with your partner, to identify what are the ways that you can act that are essentially the opposite of the things that have been identified as your negative behavior. So if the negative behavior is that you're always late, then what you might identify is to make all kinds of effort to be completely on time. In fact, to be even early to things that you need to be at to attend. So that's just one example. So you go down through all of the characteristics in this core negative image and you identify exactly what the positive alternative would be and you have a list of ways at that point that are almost like the operating manual to the success of your relationship and as Terry Real writes it's not important that you always do those things but you want to be in choice about it. So you know what your options are. If if you're dealing with the behavior of frequently being late, then you know when you are choosing to be late what the consequences of that might be that you're playing right into your partner's core negative image of you and and when that's happening, then things may not go so well. On the other hand, if you know, oh, well, if I just make special effort to be on time, that not only is that going to um, be great for all of us because let's face it, being on time generally is a little bit less stressful and more easeful than being late. You're also offering your partner the antidote to this thing that that burns inside them. Um, No one wants to feel attached to this toxic negative image of you. And so offering them this sweetness as a, a way of counteracting the negative way they see you, is actually contributing a lot of positive energy to the relationship. So you get the operating manual of you, and if you're if you're doing this with your partner, um, then that's great. You can offer this to each other and go down through that list. If you're doing this on your own, then there may be times when you can make requests of your partner and you can point out to them simple ways. Like, so if your partner were the late one, you might be able to say, hey, um, it would be, and of course you'd want to set the stage for this conversation, but you might be able to say, hey, it would make a huge difference for me if we could make an effort to be on time to things. Would you be willing to do that with me? Would you be, and and if so, how can how can I help you be on time, help me help you. That's a lot of what this whole conversation is about is where you each learn how to help each other be more successful in your relationship with each other. So if you're not able to do that with your partner, you might offer them ways that you are going to act differently. So if things come up where you can tell your partner's negative core image of you is being triggered, then you might say, wow, like in this moment, I see that you're, you're probably seeing me this way. Like you're seeing that I'm always late. And I want you to know that I'm going to put in extra effort the next time for us to be on time. And, and I'm wondering if you'd be willing to help me be on time. Is that something you'd be willing to do? Now, how many times do we offer things like that to our partner? Hardly ever. So you can see how powerful that would be. One of the last things that Terry talks about in terms of how to leverage your core negative image for good is to set up uh, what he calls a dead stop contract with your partner. And you've heard me talk about this on the show in terms of having like a keyword or a code word for when one or the other of you gets triggered. you can just raise the red flag or the white flag and say pineapple or whatever your code word is and that you would have a pre-existing agreement with your partner to stop whatever is happening in that moment and to focus on coming back into balance and coming back into being centered. Um, so, and a dead stop contract works a lot like that where you have an agreement that at any time, either of you can offer this code word, which is a signal that Um, someone's core negative image of you or yours of them is coming into play. And when one of you offers the code word, then the idea is for everything to stop and for whoever the offending party is for them to lay down their weapon and to admit, oh yeah, I I was doing that or I was about to do that. And I'm sorry, and let me do this different thing instead. And thank you for bringing that to my attention, because I don't want to play in to your negative image of me, or um, I don't want to play into my negative image of you. So there's that is something that's really more for the advanced couples in the in the out there. So if you are one of those advanced couples, then that's where that a kind of dead stop contract can really come in useful because you are stopping dead in your tracks and doing something different. And you have to be at a certain level of relational health in order for that to go well. Um, So if you can't quite do that, then I would fall back on just the um, strategy that I've spoken about before, which is when you see something happening in your partner, rather than calling them out, Call yourself out, say, whoa, I'm I'm getting a little triggered here, or I feel a little off and I just need a little space to come back into balance. Or can we breathe together? Can we take a walk together? Can we do something to help us come back? So you're taking it fully on yourself, even if it's something you notice going on with your partner, because there's nothing that aggravates a triggered partner more than being called out on being triggered. So those are all the ways that you can use your partner's core negative image of you or your core negative image of your partner to find something good, to take things in a new direction, to develop new strategies for how you interact with each other. And again, I wanna thank Terry Real for his valuable work and his book, The New Rules of Marriage. I hope that you come to see us in Portland, Maine, if you're able. And if not, definitely check out his book and the earlier episodes. There are two other episodes that I've done with Terry Real. And I also wanna just stress, take the time to write these things down because writing them down and really spelling it out not only helps you get clarity, but it activates circuits in your brain that don't get activated if you just think about it or if you speak it out loud or even if you type it. Literally handwriting it in a notebook helps you integrate and really take the information in and do something different with it so that is it for today it is as always been great to be here with you and I look forward to seeing you next week and in the meantime take care I hope to see you in the Facebook group or if not you can always feel free to write me my email address is neilius n-e-i-l-i-u-s at neilsatin.com I cannot always write you back because I do get a lot of email, but I do read everything that comes my way and your thoughts and questions um, or kind words, all of those things help make this podcast what it is. And it's so great to spend this time with you every week. So thanks so much and I'll see you next week.